welcome back to the Mountains and the Sea, where we find the highs and lows of each and every Prince album and more every other week. I'm Christy. And this is Josh. And today, today, we have more outtakes from For You. Episode four of For You. That's right. It's called the fours. Four. 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 There's a personal injury attorney in San Antonio who's made his whole brand off the number four. That's right. His phone number's all just... The number four. Uh-huh. All the fours. And now here we are. For you, episode four. It's all coming together. That's right. I've got to stop you right there, though. I know we're deep into this podcast already, but I've got to apologize <laughs> oh, to you to and me? also to our listeners. Well, yeah, you already know about this, but I promised last time that we touch on a, another 94 East song Dance to the music of the world, and then even listening to the last episode at the very end, uh-huh. heard myself say it, and I already knew that uh-huh. things had changed and we wouldn't be covering that song because the more I looked at what we were covering, the less that song made sense to include here. So we'll cover that next time. And in the okay. meantime, right here today, we're instead getting a, another six song EP uh-huh. of Just As Long As We're Together and Baby. That's right. It's like the maxi single for just as long as we're together and a b-side of baby and a b-side of baby. which would make sense but baby <laughs> but baby <laughs> that's why there's no b batteries because they'd be b batteries thank you dimitri martin <laughs> no b batteries for your baby monitors that's right that would make so, a lot of sense though today we're talking about jelly jam just as long as we're together and baby and correct a, a various iterations so i know you know that and our, now our listeners know that. But I, the reason I'm saying that is because in June of 2023, an original demo tape of Prince's was sold at auction for $67,000. And it included Just As Long As We're Together, My Love Is Forever, and Jelly Jam. They may be the same ones that we're listening to today. That's right. And so that auction had the tape it was a reel to reel tape mm-hmm. not a like oh, a cassette yeah, a tape cassette. yeah so an like eight track a or legit anything. studio tape yes it was yeah. a legit reel to reel studio tape the custom made box that it was in as it was submitted to Warner Brothers specifically to the Warner Brothers VP Russ Thyret Owen Husney Prince's first manager made 15 of these kits with the reel-to-reel tapes Mm. and these fancy custom-made boxes with Prince's picture on it. And uh, Russ Thyret passed away in 2021, and his widow called a man named Jeff Gold, who was a former Warner Brothers executive and a friend of Russ Thyret's. He is now a high-end collectibles seller online that's his business is he has a he sells high-end collectibles okay and so when russ thyret passed away his widow called jeff gold and said hey you were friends we have a bunch of stuff in the attic russ kept all kinds of stuff up there come look wow and so that's where they found it so they located it authenticated it and then placed it up for auction. And are we the owners of it? No. Is this a... S- no, oh, I we're, you were we're not. Me. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> we do not own it. I did not spend over sixty-seven thousand dollars without your knowledge, because we're not that kind of couple. No, we're not. <laughs> there was a discussion on the radio that I heard a couple of weeks ago. Like, what is the dollar amount that you would feel okay spending without? consulting with your spouse no okay like what would that number be i know what it used to be for us oh did we have a number well we kind of did like it was unspoken but if either one of us were going to spend more than a hundred dollars on something that wasn't car maintenance or groceries or something like that if it was a want and not Uh a need we would talk about it i would say that amount's probably gone up a bit okay yeah i would i would say 500 bucks yeah but like uh, even if i went out and spent i'm like oh i'm gonna get this it's 400 dollars. i'd probably come home and tell you uh-huh. right after that right yeah and hold on to the receipt uh-huh. also yeah yeah uh sixty-seven thousand uh-huh. dollars would probably 
push that a little too far. Uh, yeah, I'd be in a lot of trouble. Even if I was buying a Prince demo, I think you'd be pretty annoyed with me. Yeah, especially since, I mean, the, that item is unique, but probably what's on that reel-to-reel tape has, is widely in circulation. So yeah, I'm sure. I wonder where uh, this gentleman lived to have it in his attic. Was it in I okay think, condition? Uh, it's, it looked like it. it. They had pictures of it, which mm. I'll post online. Oh, okay. Which you can find us on Facebook, The Mountains and the Sea, a Prince podcast. You can find us on X, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> it's so hard for you to get through this. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, assuming that, you know, old Elon hasn't uh, instituted the paid feature, because I'm not giving that man any money. Oh, yeah, um, where you have to pay to even get access uh-huh, to yeah. anything so on X. So assuming that he hasn't enacted that before this comes out, you can find us there <laughs> at tmats t-m-a-t-s podcast or you can send us an email tmatspodcast at gmail.com and you know if he does that then i'll try and do better about posting on threads or something so lord um, help us all yeah but um yeah so there's pictures so if you want to see what kind of condition it's in yeah i have not seen this yeah no you have not i purposely didn't tell you about it so i get to tell you about it fresh here on the show So now the question is, how many pictures of unique Prince memorabilia can you find without sharing it with your spouse (laughs) before the recording of the podcast? (laughs) All of them, none of them. Apparently, case in point, we've Uh proven it. That's right. As many as you like. That's right. I well, I only kept it from you because I was going to share it with you here. But you don't need reasons. You have your reasons. I have my reasons. Do you know who purchased it? Did it say who the winner was? It did (laughs) not. As far as I know, it just said the auction was ended. Um, But they still have the pictures on the auction website. I I don't even remember which one They're there forever. Yeah. But the box is in pretty good condition. Like it had little wear marks on uh, some edges, but the tape itself looked, at least in the photos, looked to be in excellent condition. All right. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. That's really neat. And I have to have a little something to talk about up top at the show. Up top. Oh, yeah. See, I thought it was going to be the apology, and then you trumped it with <laughs> a $67,000 auction. Uh-huh. Yeah, Dang. Well, you know, pretty uh, cool. Apo- and an apology, though, up front is priceless. Uh, it really is. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, you're welcome. Yo. For my apology. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so up front, Jelly Jam. Jelly Jam. This instrumental was a separate track from Just As Long As We're Together, and they ended up combined on For You. That's right. Smushed together. They were smushed together. It's Jelly Jam As Long As We're Together. Uh Uh-huh. Although Jelly Jam is at the end, so... You couldn't just say as jelly long jam as up. we're jelly jam. J- just as long as we're jelly jam. Yeah, that's right. So this was likely recorded at Sound 80. Yeah, the one that we have mm-hmm. um, that we listened to here today. Yes, could well be the very same one that was on that demo. I would, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. So it says they were the first and the fifth track of a tape made. Uh, of the sessions um, in 1976-77 that also contained Baby, Soft and Wet, My Love is Forever, and a track called Make It Through the Storm or We'll Make It Through the Storm, which is on our radar to talk about also. Okay, great. Did you say there was a list of the songs that were on this The only three tape? that were listed on the Real to Real tape was Just As Long As We're Together, My Love Is Forever, and Jelly Jam. So okay. it may be a, maybe he had a slightly different sort of demo that he initially yeah. went to New York with. Maybe what he gave Owen Husney had those things and... Mm-hmm. Owen helped him yeah. pare it down to three to send to Warner Brothers execs. and Makes sense. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So this album, one of the instruments Prince played was hand claps and finger snaps, and that sort of kicks off Jelly Jam. Yeah, these uh, like organic hand claps and the double time. Oh, yeah. Synth note. Double time. We're pretty we're pretty smooth for white people. <laughs> it is real fast, right? Yeah. <laughs> don't ask just don't ask me to do the 
flapping. I don't know that I could keep, <laughs> keep up. Trap. <laughs> keep track or keep time. Yeah. Uh, maybe um, that fast I could. Oh, do you have a time? Yeah, because it's... Because it's really rapid. There's no, like, mm-hmm. beat in between. Yeah, the double time. That's a good way to keep time clapping with a, you know, normal beat uh-huh. on the two and four. Right. If you hit the double time, then you're guaranteed to hit the two and the four, right? Guaranteed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, hand claps, bass, organ, and the the clavicle or maybe the moog organ that's Mm -hmm. used on for you at 15 seconds through 22 seconds some rhythm guitar that picks up right after that too at 23 seconds yeah Yeah, and then the drums and the keys, and it all kind of really takes off. Like, everything's alternating. Not everything. A lot of things are alternating, taking, uh, you know, their own moment to shine. And then, man, everything takes off at, like, 29 seconds. Yeah. My boy, my notes say 53 seconds, the song kind of takes off. Oh, so I'm okay. trying to recall now what happens at 53 seconds, but I'm sure you'll, through the magic of editing, <laughs> we'll hear it here. Yeah, there we I'm go. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. This is sort of a showcase of talent, I guess, uh-huh. to a degree. Yeah. Even though it's relatively short. And I mean, the song doesn't go in a lot of different directions and no. it's relatively short and fun, but I mean a good showcase. It's, yeah. yeah. I think that's it. I think that's the big thing is that he just wanted to say, look, I can do all of these things. Yeah. I don't have to sing uh-huh. either. Um, yeah. You know, and it's probably a part of songwriting is we'll do it without lyrics. Let's see what you got. Uh-huh. There's a breakdown in a minute and 55 seconds where there's guitars and keys and, I mean, kind of comes to a pretty fast ending there, and you even kind of can hear when it's going to end. You get a feel from the music that's uh-huh. like know, it, yeah, kinda, it's kind of coming to its uh, yeah. crescendo. Yeah, there are signals that uh-huh. this thing is coming to an end or coming to a break there. So, yeah, I thought it was a neat instrumental showcase and i don't know if it was a compromise or how do i fold this in i like this what i'm doing here how do i fold this into a song uh-huh. somewhere to get it on the album right um, i wish we knew more about how that happened like, yeah so i mean once you've heard this song and you've heard just as long as we're together you can make the connection oh that's kind of the same but uh-huh. to realize they were separate as they clearly were right and how did they kind of getting mushed up together. Mm-hmm. Well, and this being a demo and early, I was very impressed at a minute and 33 seconds. There's these kind of rhythm guitars that slip and slide back and forth in the stereo track. And it was so nicely done. It wasn't that dizzying sort of back and forth. Okay. But yeah, it, between like, it did a slip yeah. and slide. And I thought that was such a nice use of, by somebody so young, of really understanding the importance of highlighting the stereo yeah. track. Yeah. And also, again, like how reserved he was with uh, his guitar work. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, he could have taken center stage and just ripped off guitar solos and tried to overdo it, oversell himself. And he was almost as reserved in this instrumental as his personality was right. to a degree. You That's know, he, was, he was uh, kind of in a shell and would come out at times at the right moments. And so you kind of saw that, you know, the genesis of that with, with this track for mm-hmm. sure. What we have is also in great quality, which is also yeah. pretty cool. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a early generation tape. Yeah. Is what we got our hands on. Right. 
and very enjoyable to listen to. Yep, and yeah. and short. You know, yeah. like I said, it, it is a little maybe a little repetitive. There's like this. There's the basis of something here uh-huh. uh, that you know repeats and kind of varies a little bit, but it found its home in the right spot. I think. Sure. I mean, it's only two minutes, so it's hard to get overly repetitive in two minutes unless you're doing exactly the same thing every five seconds. So, and he's not doing that. I True. mean, it is a little repetitive, but he's yeah, repeating but things with different instruments. Yeah. And yeah, so but there are fine. no loops, no, you know, involved right. at all. It's, you know, live playing multi-track, no lyrics. So that's the other thing is there, I mean, a song can polarize you a whole lot less when there's nothing being said. It's all about what are you hearing? There's no story. Right. That or laziness, you know. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think anything about Jelly Jams is lazy. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Then we have Just As Long As We're Together, the 1977 demo. Yeah. Probably recorded at Sound 80. I believe you're correct. Yes. That's where this came from. It's five minutes and 43 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yep. It uh, starts with a little bit different since they have a little more of an organ sound. Or at least the mix doesn't focus so much on the keys. It's a, it's a just mixed a little different. There's he I think he used a different synthesizer, different keyboard. Who knows here. whose synthesizer he had borrowed. I mean, he is somebody <laughs> Surely it couldn't have been his own. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, this is, it's very similar to the released version, unlike what we heard with Soft and Wet, right. where there were completely different lyrics, and we know Chris Moon stepped in and, you know, helped right. co-write that. This one is pretty much finished in its demo form, maybe right. just not the take that right. they were, the set of takes that came together to make the multi-track. Slightly softer, maybe a little less rock of the disco rock that we hear on the sure. uh, on the released version, and multi-layered vocals, especially with the "Everything's All Right." Uh huh. And know. the vocals are more prominent. You don't say. It's been like a true running theme here is that we both kind of felt the vocal tracks on the album, maybe with the exception of the title track, yeah, are just too buried. Right. Yeah. Well, definitely. I mean, the title track's acapella, so there we go. That's yeah. Yes, I figured you knew. (laughs) what I was talking about there. (laughs) I found the guitars like a little more yeah rubbery than like the album versions. They're almost kind of clingy and a little more like metallic. These are a little more. Bouncy. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was sort of his style at the time, yeah. right? You heard that in Jelly Jam, the right. bounce, more yeah. bounce to the ounce of guitars, <laughs> you might say. There was a, the, the most shockingly different part of the delivery on this song to me is how deeply he sings. I'll get the music, baby. You bring the wine. Yes. Where, you know, it's very breathy and falsetto uh-huh. on the album version. And here it's, I'll get the music, baby. You bring the wine. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. It's a little. Well, and he does, it goes from real low to real high. and Just like, like... I did. <laughs> Just now. Yes. I'll get the music, baby. You bring the wine. Just He does go higher at the end uh, for sure. Yeah. So that's the kind of, it hits you in between the eyes after you've heard the album version so long, just the different delivery yeah. of that line. Yeah. There was a little flaw in his vocals at 36 seconds. Like there was mm. just like a little bit of didn't sound quite right, which makes me wonder, is that why he wanted to do a different take or mm. what? Flaw in Prince's vocals. Oh, it, I don't know. It may have been the tape. At a minute, 25 seconds, there's a fun tenor background vocal for just as long as we're together that's not in the original. Just as long as we're together, everything's all right. He sings the title of the song there in a deeper voice. 
in a way that's again different from what's on the what ended up on the album. Yes. You could tell he was maybe kind of still working on the pacing. Yeah. Because a little before that, I got to always before have you in my heart mm-hmm. is like he almost stumbles on it. Not huh. quite, but almost oh, like he are. hadn't quite figured out how to form that with his mouth in a way <laughs> that he didn't trip over it a little. Oh, wow. My hair, I got to always have you in my heart. These are some sharp accusations. No, well, but, but he also had a very fun little woo. Yeah. That isn't in the album yep. version that's very fun. You are right. Um, the one lyric in the released version that is missing here was the one we actually questioned. Is like, this is a little weird with the hunt you in the night. Oh, uh-huh. And here at 2 minutes and 23 seconds, we get just as long as we're together. Oh, child, there ain't nothing better. there and doesn't get to the will hunt you in the in the night which is uh, kind of this odd end verse lyric right that doesn't rhyme it just kind of is a final statement uh-huh. on the album version right though I did like the little interject of child oh yeah and I feel oh, like yeah. such a hypocrite. Uh, oh, because yeah, I'm because, like, yeah, throughout uh, Emancipation, you were pretty... I'm like, no, I- baby, I- let's not, baby. Yeah. not infantilize the lover, you uh, yeah. know, your yeah. adult relationship person. Let's not make them a child. Yeah. And yet, I really loved him saying child here. It felt very, really 70s. That was a very common sort of... It's like the embodiment of Mavis Staples. You know, that's how she oh. referred to, you know, as a black woman uh-huh. who is, you know, a motherly or, you know, grandmotherly figure like she was in Graffiti Bridge, you know, to Prince. She was kind of like the street mom, uh-huh. you know, and her calling other people child. Uh-huh. You know, she's got the experience and just right. has the respect that she knows. And sure. She has the ability to call people like Prince child. Uh-huh. Yeah. When the instrumental part starts at like three minutes, mm-hmm. there's none of the vocal ah ha 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 yeah. from the album version. So right. that hasn't taken form yet. And I yeah. think shortly after that, around three minutes and 39 seconds is where the Jelly Jam instrumental part Starts right. I agree. Yeah, because there's the more hand claps in this version than finger snaps. Yeah, where it was uh, a little more uh, even in yeah. album version, and and the but the finger snaps probably recorded at sound eighty sound a little warmer okay than those that would have been recorded at record plant uh-huh. so they're just a little bit different and the pattern is different yeah so he, yeah. in this You're one right. it's a very straight beat timekeeping sort Look of at you, situation white girl <laughs> No, you're absolutely in, right. Yeah, in the album version, there's like a little, it almost sounds clumsy in the album version. I know it was supposed to sound fancier. Yeah, it's just like a different, you know, a different There was different like pattern, every but. so often there was this extra snap. Yeah. And... I think this is the right, this would have been the right way to go. Maybe because it, yeah, fits your beat sensibilities. Oh, thanks. Uh, No, that's not. No. (laughs) You are wrong and stupid. (laughs) I did not say that. It's not that it 
fits my sensibilities. It's that it sounded difficult to do properly on the album version. Okay. There's like an extra little snap yeah. in parts of it there. And that, it didn't yeah. feel, it felt like he was struggling sometimes to get it right. Uh, okay. Seeing like those, I remember driving the car, listening to the album, preparing for episode one or two, whichever, just as long as we together fell under. And once you learn it and you can do it, uh-huh. then you feel like, ooh, I'm like almost a musician. It's <laughs> like a very moment. It was like a good moment of pride okay. for timekeeping. Well, there you go. Yeah. It's fine. So maybe I just, I'm a, I have affinity for it because it gave me such confidence as, you know, okay. a starving artist myself. <laughs> <laughs> this version lacks some of those rising synths yeah, that what the I album called... version had that it kind of, they lent a sort of, forward-looking 1999-ness to this album. So, like, where you could kind of see some of these things that would flourish and develop into the things that we ended up with on 1999. Yeah. That's lacking from this. Yeah. I call them Wonder Woman sense. It was like the Linda Carter spinning, and, Uh you know, she changes from normal woman to... Woman of, one, woman. woman of wonder, <laughs> you know, can ricochet bullets off her bracelets. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're not, they're not in this version. You're right. right. Nice little fast ending, very much like Jelly Jam, and there's a little guitar tag at the very end. Mm-hmm. That's nice. So we, I think we covered on the album version there is a fade out there but it felt good felt like the right thing to do but then when you hear oh like to the essence of jelly jam is that it's a jam and uh-huh. so it's got like a distinct ending yeah and so yeah it just makes you wonder so when was the decision made to extend this song with this other instrumental and then also the decision to fade it out was it you know because of timing on how the sides fell or i don't know Mm-hmm. Fun to think about that kind of stuff. So fast forward just a little bit further in 1977 and mm-hmm. the version of Just As Long As We're Together that I have is tagged with alt version. Just sure. another recording. Sure. And it's difficult to know if this was from the record plant yeah. when they did that or uh, if this was one of, uh, if it was something he'd recorded prior to that or if it was one of the jams that he made for as a test recording for the record yeah, executives. that could have been that. That could have been it. I mean, I, but I don't think it was a record plant recording because I think anything from there would have had the very beginning of this edited okay. out. Okay, You know right. what I mean? Because you sure. get a little bit of a count-in right. uh, and some squeaky guitars. It's the second episode in a row that we've used the word squeaky. Oh, well. But there's just like pre song. Uh huh. Yeah. Tape roll. Sound. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So again, not not totally different from what we just heard. So that's, again, he's like recorded the song a number of, of times. And we know he did that to show his chops that, yeah, I don't right. need a producer or, you know, someone to mold me. Get out the way. I don't want anybody to tell me how to do diddly squat. Yeah, that exactly. is about the size of it. Yep, yeah. you're right. Um, maybe this is the whoo that you were mentioning on the previous version, but there's one of those here at 56 seconds in the left channel. That's kind of a fun little ad lib moment of Young Prince. Yeah. Really cool. The initial sense at the beginning are a little more horn-like than what we hear in the album version. Okay. I thought it was interesting that there was some falsetto background vocals that were pushed to the left side mm-hmm. in the stereo here. Again, a nice use of stereo for... Someone relatively young and relatively inexperienced. Yeah. It was 
it was just nice. That it's the kind of thing that always really impresses me. It's something you really have to like think about. It's a very conscious decision to push it to one side or the other. For sure. And I think, you know, some of the criticism of Prince's music in the, I would say, 90s, late 90s especially, was too many studio tricks, too much polish yeah. put on stuff where you would think that someone inexperienced going into a studio would be like there with their jaw dropped open, like, ooh, look at all the things I can do. (laughs) So many faders. (laughs) But he refrained from that, right? This is, it's pretty straightforward. It's all about musicianship and vocals, not about like echoes and sound effects and Uh that kind of stuff. Some of it is, you know, maybe not realizing that all of that was at your disposal. Maybe a little inexperienced help with the simplicity of it all. Sure. Could be a part of it. Sure. He goes back to the, or has reached the album version of I'll Get the Music, Baby, You Bring the Wine. I'll Get the Music, Baby, You Bring the Wine. Just as this was the right call. <laughs> Between the two, uh, the demo and the alternate version. No kidding. This is the better one. Yep. Yeah. You are totally right. And so he realized it. Someone with him realized it. And that's Uh what they stuck with. So good call. Good call. Minute and 35 seconds. There's an everything's all right. That's very, very tenor, very deeply sung. And the instrumental part when it kicks off, we don't have the uh ha 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 but there is a little extra synth hit in that one. Sure, and this one kind of splits the difference between yes. the very prominent synth solo in the album version and the demo version where everything's almost equal yep in my opinion this is the this is the best of the three yeah yeah okay jelly jam kind of starts at three minutes and 46 seconds with you know another kind of interpolation of his own instrumental there but i thought there was a really good use of stereo channels here we got synths on the right side and guitars on the left side here um so you get a nice stereo experience Mm -hmm. yes i agree again there we have those really straightforward finger snaps Mm -hmm. more guitar than synth that's really nice solid end yeah the solid end i thought was maybe a tad more feverish than the other 1977 version right Just maybe a little more urgent kind of ending to the song. Um, But again, not like radically different. Again, I still think these could have been released as Uh a, just as we're together, you know, take two, if you will. Uh Uh-huh. They're very listenable, very fun. Yes, for sure. Nothing to be embarrassed about here. Like, oh, Oh, that's not, that's not finished. I mean, it was, it was done and finished for that moment. Right. Yeah. Then we have the Just As Long As We're Together disco mix. This was on the 12-inch promo vinyl, along with the soft and wet disco mix. Right. So it measures 6 minutes and 32 seconds versus versus the album version of the song that was 6 minutes and 25 seconds. So there's Mm -hmm. 7 seconds longer somehow. Yeah, uh, added by be, Jim Burgess, who yeah. did this mix as well. Yeah, yeah. This is the one where I really struggled to be like, oh, there are distinct differences uh-huh. between the disco mix and the album version. We talked about soft and wet uh, at the last episode, the disco mix. I could pick out like some vocals that were dropped out. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, different mix of keyboards and that kind of thing. So I think we get some of that here throughout, and I caught some extra echoes and things uh-huh. like that, but nothing as prominent as what I heard in the okay. soft and wet disco, disco mix. mix. Okay. Uh, this one 
like the soft and wet disco mix had some of those rubbery kind of twangy bass guitar Mm -hmm. in there that was either brought up in the mix or added. (laughs) The clapping is using a, a really simple rhythm like they pull out they use clapping instead of finger snaps oh, okay in this yeah, one and yeah. it's following this more simple rhythm oh so the different cadence of the album version is not in the disco mix Mm-mm. that i did not catch yeah nicely done yeah thank you and it has a very long fade yeah, very, very long fade. That's where I thought some of the that extra seven seconds could just be silence at the beginning or the end, maybe a different speed of the track that's uh-huh. not real noticeable over the course of six and a half minutes. Right. Um, it's also clearly a vinyl rip that we're yeah. hearing, and it's not quite as warm of a rip as the soft and wet sure. track was that we heard. This is more trebly, a little, I don't know, it's on the high end more uh-huh. than the low end. Sure. And that makes me wonder too, because the vocals were a little higher in the mix here uh, than they were on the album version. So I'm wondering, because I've never heard For You on vinyl, yeah. I wonder if some of the issues that we had with the CD rips that we listened to might be because of the medium or because of the way they were mixed or compressed or whatever to put them on CD, since this is clearly a vinyl rip and the vocals are a little louder. Was that a Jim Burgess thing or is that a, yeah, just a, a consequence of medium. Right. So to speak. So it's hard to say that what we listened to actually was, a version of For You that I bought off of HD tracks. Okay. So it's a higher res than even the CD version of the album. Okay. So it, I think that's what we listened to unless you listen to it off Apple Music. I don't know if I gave you the, no, the tracks I, themselves or did you rip it from the CD? I ripped it from the CD. Okay. Well, there you go. All kinds of variables. Right. I mean, so, there's music is, is a science and is not a science. Sure. But I know I did listen to For You on Apple Music, you know, while preparing. I didn't only listen to oh, the to rips the rip. that I made. Yeah. So the ones on Apple Music also have that kind of low, almost low-fi sound to them, even though they're excellent quality. Sure. The vocals are buried, is yeah. what I'm trying yeah. to say. A lot of it, was, I thought of like, you know, we shot movies on film, you know, in the 70s. And we shot movies on film, you know, even today, uh-huh. some of the best filmmakers shoot on film. But how it's treated and the sensibilities have changed so much. There's just so much, you know, there's a lot more to study, too. There's a bigger uh-huh. sample size to start with and to educate yourself on. So... That's another thing to think about when you're listening to this music, that so much has happened to preferences and people have experimented with different techniques over Mm -hmm. the years. And of course, equipment for audio recording is radically different now. And mixing, of course, too. Right. Um, So all that has taken place in a relatively short, you know, period of time, 45 years, 46 years. Yeah. Oh, thanks for saying that's a short amount of time. You're welcome. You're welcome. I also called you white and told you you didn't have rhythm. So maybe <laughs> I redeemed myself a little bit. That's right. <laughs> Another podcast brought to you by Truth. Uh, here's the truth for you. We've got a couple versions of Baby. Yes. That we checked out. Yes. Um, one had a surprising twist for us both. Uh-huh. Um, not this one. This nope. was labeled as alternate version one. That's right. Which I think is what Prince Vault lists as an early version of the song that was recorded in 1976 at Moonsound. Uh-huh. I think that's what we've got here. Okay. Yes. Um, it's hard to know. Yeah. Well, that's true because there were also two more versions recorded at Sound 80. Right. In the late 70s, too. Right. So it's hard to know if it's Sound 80, Record Plant. Yep. It's from one of those. 
It is one of those. <laughs> that is, that's for sure. It definitely has that kind of professional sound, so mm-hmm. it's not a... Not a home recording. Not a home recording. Not in his home at that time. No, no. Um, so nearly identical in length to the album version, mm-hmm. which measures three minutes and ten seconds, so we're like one second off. Yeah. I was really surprised. I had not listened to this maybe ever. Okay. Just like had it stashed away in uh-huh. you know, a folder somewhere. I'll come back to this eventually when I retire. I'll go back and listen to all this music. <laughs> Then one day, Christy said, let's make a podcast. So here we are. You're Um, welcome. That's right. Forcing you to listen to music that you've stashed away. That's right. You're making use of my ones and zeros that I never thought I would get back around to. So I was just surprised how nearly identical structurally this was to the album version with the building intro even that dramatic piano at four seconds. Yeah, the, the, but it's higher in the mix it here. Is. Yeah, it's a totally different, I mean, much brighter sound. Uh huh. is why like so listening to for you and we discussed this ad nauseum when we covered the album listening to it i never thought oh this is kind of a muffled like poor oh, thing yeah. but then you start comparing it to these other uh-huh. takes right you're like wow this like his vocals are so much much more crystal clear here than uh-huh. they were even you know in a professional you know shag carpeted <laughs> love pit <laughs> Speedboat offering studio <laughs> at the record plant. Yeah. I think they were done with the nitrous by then. I okay. think that ended in 1974. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You cover. Yeah. yeah. Well, so you mentioned like some vibrating sounds in the left and right channel and some of the just as long as we're together mixes. There are some synths behind verse one that do that. They vibrate gently back and forth between channels. Not at all present in what I would call like a much smoother released version. Sure. But it really reminded me of the Rainbow Children and Expectation, the album, with the instrumental, like what Renato Netto was doing on keyboards and that kind of spacey, galactic, Uh gooey sound that was happening. Then you can hear it in Baby Uh alternate version. Yeah. There's a little different sound to the guitar, too. Uh, this one's a little more electric. Okay. Well, the album version's a little more acoustic sounding. It's just like a different guitar he was playing. Yeah. Who know? I mean, different equipment altogether, right? Right. Um, I thought he had a very sweet falsetto when he sings, what are we gonna do at 40 seconds into the song? Baby, what are we gonna do? And I was most thinking, ooh, are those, is that drum hit that he reused and I hate you here uh-huh. as well? And it fully is uh-huh. at one minute and 12 seconds. There's some kind of bell-sounding synths that happen in the album version. But in this version, they're guitar. So the kind of bell-sounding synths are there, but the Made by a different instrument? Probably. Yeah. But the guitar here is... Much more prominent. Yeah, it's like it was, maybe fewer instruments, maybe fewer effects. Maybe. There's a, a, some loud background vocals at a minute and 58 seconds behind the line that we talked about ad nauseum. I never thought that this would happen to uh-huh. a very careful man like me. Never 
we joked a little bit about oh, nothing has happened to you. You're, you're, <laughs> yeah. You share responsibility, and but it is, you know, you're going to wear the same jeans for the next nine months. Right. She's not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he says, I hope our baby has eyes just like yours, mm-hmm. there's bells and several layers of keys. It's just a little more instrumentation behind those vocals, which I thought was an interesting difference. I heard those as well and also made a note to point out that kind of vibrato left to right channel thing going on, but behind that same line, I hope our baby has eyes just like yours um, that bring back a she loves me for me kind of vibe from the Rainbow Children. Uh, my final note is slightly less dramatic ending than the released version. So I think maybe you know the released version is very orchestral. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the end of this performance and, you know, that kind of thing. Like I'm waiting for someone with a a tail on their coat to uh, slam their baton down or something. And there's a turn around and take a bow. It's dialed yeah. back just a tad <laughs> <Okay>. here. <laughs> Fuel indulgence. Sure. And then we had baby alternate version two is what we had it labeled as. Yeah. uh, Three minutes and 19 seconds. Uh Uh-huh. So I was a little surprised when I started listening to it. Same as me. (laughs) You were also surprised by this? Oh, yeah. I didn't... I hadn't listened to it when I collected these things. I Uh read about them. Like, okay, I've got this. Let's stick it in this folder for later. Uh Uh-huh. So we can hear the song. And I wonder what his voice sounds like. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. It's the sound of silence. (laughs) It is purely instrumental. That's right. I was very surprised, though it did make it much easier to find a YouTube link. Oh, once you searched for instrumental uh-huh, instead? Because I'm like, why can't I find the inst- the alternate version number two? Come on. That's because it's rightly named instrumental. Very fair. Yeah. Again, I think here it's a different take uh-huh. because, again, you have some slop, I guess what I call it, up front. Where there's like six seconds of tuning up and uh-huh. like him getting ready, you know, like the tape is rolling. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's what well, they throw to the pigs. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Pearl, pearls before the swine. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what gives it a little bit of extra length and more of a, oh, this is the full little studio recording from when they hit record to when they stopped and they didn't go back to edit it out to make it, you know, album worthy. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Um, So it's fun to be able to appreciate the playing on all of this. Not that Prince's vocals got in the way of that because he sings beautifully. Mm -hmm. But if you wanted a very transparent view into Prince the Musician, in 1977, this uh-huh. is a really good study. Sure. Right? Yeah, I made a note. It lacks the ooze at the start. <laughs> Longer intro to the lyrics. They don't start right away. And then I wrote in my notes, maybe because they don't start at all. <laughs> I like that I called it slop at the beginning, and then you said no ooze at the beginning. And I know what you mean is O-O-O-H-S, but what I hear is O-O-Z-E. <laughs> To go with the slop? (laughs) Okay. Uh, The pianos are a little different. They are? There's more guitar. There had to be. There's all this room without him, (laughs) you know, mucking it up Uh with his voice. Um, The I Hate You drum break is in here at a minute, 19 seconds. Still can't believe that, like, all this this time that we've had the gold experience and... (laughs) Like, it's your favorite Prince album, probably. Uh-huh. And just because of the neglect for For You, uh-huh. like, there was this little Easter egg like, that just yeah. went for years uh-huh. undiscovered by me. Yeah. So the album version really relies uh, heavily on drums and cymbals, and this one has a lot more guitar and some, like, warm but simple piano playing. So it was kind of nice to hear... 
those differences. Yeah. Also some tapping percussion throughout the whole thing. It was like a hi-hat that's happening uh-huh. throughout the entire song. And I do think like a minute and 35 to a minute and 47 seconds, it's a little short and kind of subtle, but it's a good spot to listen to Prince's bass playing uh-huh. in a ballad too. Like I don't think of baby and bass at all, but there you can really make it out mm-hmm. to a degree and appreciate what's going on and the you know the bottom that it gives to the song. And then at 2.31, we have some, like, really fast, fun guitars. And those would turn into synth strings in the album version. A, a different idea of about what he wanted. Yeah, or he was making the sounds he wanted. They might not be in the final form, but there right. they were. It also made me think of what we talked about uh, them bringing in an orchestra, live orchestra, right. to which would make sense. Now that I hear, uh-huh. listen to Baby a few times, you can see how a live orchestra would maybe add some grandness to the whole thing because sure. it was going for this grand sound. Right. Uh, but that Prince preferred the... <laughs> These synthesizers oh, instead. Yeah, you don't say. The thing that he could control that, perfectly. Yes, yeah, yes. and it never said that he was present for the orchestral tryout either. So right. there might have been a little hesitancy to like inject these unknown people uh-huh. into his own work when he had this album was him. Yeah, he worked so hard to do it all himself. Yes. It's like a little toddler. I can do it. I can do it. You're going to hurt yourself, Princey. No, I can do it. Sometimes you got to let your kid get hurt. <laughs> he didn't hurt himself, though. No, he didn't. It's totally fine. He didn't. And as schmaltzy as I find the the lyrics to be, his vocal performance was really excellent. And for I sure, do for miss sure. it here. Yeah, I mean, you're like, oh, you can sing along. That's the one thing. If you want to. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I was like, oh, I want him to sing that. But then I felt guilty because we were like, that's kind of a a very <laughs> juvenile yet uh, devoted and dedicated take on, I just found out the woman I'm living with uh-huh. is pregnant. Yeah. yeah. And we did not plan for it, nor, nor do we have any savings. <laughs> it gets cold in Minnesota. <laughs> that's right. Electricity is going to be expensive. Uh-huh. Uh, how am I going to be able to afford to wrap this baby in blankets? Oh, yeah. Uh, they barely have enough money for two. Uh-huh. And, you know, a baby makes three. That's 50% more humans. Yeah, that's right. With 0% more income. Uh-huh. But again, and babies uh, are expensive. They, yeah, they are. Um, <laughs> and the fact that it wasn't really something that he had experienced himself. It was stories he had heard from, you know, right. friends who were... Uh, finding themselves in that situation. Um, right. So he sort of inserted it, and I think you hear baby, and I'm, I'm sure he thought, oh, that's what I call the women I'm in love with. Uh-huh. But it's also, you know, and maybe a surprising, somewhat unwanted, but I'm here for you result of, uh-huh. you know, the whole pursuit of the woman he's yeah. in love with. Yeah. Great. All right. There you go. That's, That's our, what was that? Six tracks? Yep. Six tracks. A little short outtake episode for you. Short, I say, as we're well into <laughs> 50 minutes. 50 here. minutes. <laughs> sure. Christy has rules. That's right. I do. We choose three things. Most episodes. Not every episode anymore. We've bent our rules a little bit. We make the rules and then we break them because we're the best. Oh, Nice. So we choose a time capsule, something that exemplifies when the material was recorded or when it was released. These are primarily unreleased. So when it was recorded, uh, the sea, the low point and the mountain, the high point. These are my dumb rules. So I go first. Um, You said it, not me. (laughs) The time capsule for me is Jelly Jam with the very organic hand claps, the 
kind of brief showing off of everything he could play in all these different layers. He's really very much a young man proving himself instrumentally on Jelly Jam. So that's my time capsule. Well, I didn't know how to answer this yet again. I'm like, what exemplifies the time period? And it's like all from the same time period. Damn it. <laughs> we need a better, we need like to amend the podcast constitution to make it more clear. Or I'll just bend the rules if you like. Bend the, you can pick anything you want. Justify it in any way you want. I Great. don't care. Here we go. I don't know how you'll feel about this, but my time capsule is Jelly Jam. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Uh, mostly because of the decision to make it an extended outro to just as long as we're together, which I think is kind of a mature move, a great way to make use of the catalog of music he had already kind of built before album number one. Like I have all of this thing, these things I've written, I'd like to find a home for them Mm -hmm. where they can have one. Um, and this, it did not sound like two songs mushed together that didn't meld right or you know there's this instrumental outro but it unless i had read about it and had access to this unreleased song would have never occurred to me that there were kind of two ideas here that sure were mushed together yeah i agree and that's a great reason to include it excellent past (laughs) i don't have to agree with you that's fine i know it's more pleasant when you do though (laughs) All right, the C, the low point. Uh, For me, it was Baby, alternate number two, the instrumental. It's pretty. It's a nice exploration of his musical ability, but without the vocals, it was a little boring for me. Okay. I was hesitant to pick that because I wasn't sure that it was ever meant to be an instrumental. That might have just been... Here it is, and then he's going to go back and lay vocals down. And something Prince said about his unreleased music anyway, as you're hearing unfinished material. So I thought of it as, oh, this is the song without the vocal track. Yeah. But there's some differences between it with the vocal track and not with the vocal track. Yeah, it's a different recording, for sure. Um, So I don't know. I I felt like we pooped on Baby, (laughs) which turnabout's fair play. Both of our children pooped on Josh. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. So I'm I'm giving baby a break. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. My C is just as long as we're together, the disco mix. Not because I don't like it or enjoy it, but if you compare it to soft and wet disco mix, there were like clear differences that I could hear. Sure. And j- maybe it's just me. I just couldn't. And it might also be the quality of the vinyl rip that we have also it's the most unnecessary sure of the mixes that we've heard here so you know someone forces me to pick a c so there you go (laughs) guilty is charged all right the mountain the thing that we like the most so the 1977 demo of just as long as we're together it's fun because it's fun to hear a different take i like the more prominent vocals um it's something to really enjoy and just hear a different version of a song that was already fairly finished Mm -hmm. you know in this form and then he went on to do something different with it to put on the album and it was very enjoyable yeah it has more of a a bottom end, more bass to it. It mm-hmm. kicks a little bit more. It, um, you know, that particular version more fully features Jelly Jam and has that abrupt ending. So what I'm saying is it's also My Mountain. Okay. Yes. The very same track. Uh, I think that this song would have been a better thing to use as a remix than a disco mix to just like pull some levels and echoes and things around. Give me a flip side that's the same song, but like slightly different if i'm in a club and this song comes on and i'm like oh that's have you heard of prince uh-huh. and you hear it and you like get excited because it's different somehow and you mm-hmm. think the dj is some kind of merlin back there who's <laughs> got access to these you know unheard gems uh-huh. that's exciting to me um you know nothing against jim burgess but you know give me give me prince's other take on the sure. same song sure yeah agreed all right. Next time, next, we know we're gonna ne- actually talk about a '94 song. I hate to next make time. any promises, really, <laughs> because I feel like they come back to bite me. Um, so the plan is to continue outtakes 
from for the for you era. So non-committal. What we've got lined up is yes, dance to the music of the world, love and cup, which are ninety-four East tracks, and then three other outtakes from this era, including "Wouldn't You Love to Love Me," a version oh. of which ended up on Originals. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This is different because it dates okay. back to this time period. Right. Uh, Make it through the storm. And We Can Work It Out, which was sort of his ode to uh, Warner Brothers to woo them to work together Uh with him, which I think is a fun listen. Uh, So that's up next on episode five of our For You coverage. Excellent. Thank you so much for listening. We know you make a choice when you listen to us. We don't just come on the radio, and we really appreciate that you choose to listen it is a delight for us we love to make the show and we're glad that you listen if you know a friend who maybe doesn't appreciate the for you era like they ought to send them over tell them to come listen tell them we were skeptical as well and yet there's so much here to love and enjoy and listen to and it's worth so tell your friend oh man i purposely avoided this entire album for the majority of my life literally (laughs) and here we are having a good time that's right thanks for sticking with us happy purple listening friends yeah, you're talking you know. about like a pop or a, a dropout in the in the audio, or that he didn't sing it right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me cut all this out. <laughs> One moment. Kane found his wallet. His life just got so much easier. Do 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 do. Do, do, boom, boom.